Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jake. And me, Riff. And me, Sick Stuff. Sick Stuff indeed, and not Plague sick stuff. in a good way like a sick <coughs> snowboard trick. <laughs> sick in a bad way like your lungs are filled with snow because you bailed uh, after trying to do a sick snowboard trick. Your lungs are filled with snow? Yeah, that's what you sound yeah, like. Yeah, huh. you need that oxygenated snow like they use in astronaut tests. Oh, right, say, the abyss. Did you say they use the yeah. melted version of it in the abyss? Did you say exactly. astronaut dentists? Uh, astronaut tests is what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the idea of doing a bunch of dental work in space. You know, Ooh. it probably would take your mind off of the like sick smell of uh, teeth yeah, being drilled. Teeth and that noise like someone's torturing R2D2 in your mouth. <laughs> that burning teeth is my favorite thing. Really? Well, it's my favorite uh, William Gibson short story. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, it is. It's always kind of weird, and I don't find it super unpleasant. Like, no, ah, my, I'm smelling my own burning teeth. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't count the smell as being the worst thing about being in that situation. Uh, it, that's the thing that where like I was doing okay until I could, like, the last time I got a cavity filled, I was doing fine, and then I could smell my. My bone being like burned, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, this is just this is suddenly just, just not drilling okay." The exposed part of your skeleton. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, it's not really like bones. It's like it's like your fingernails. If it's like if somebody was burning your fingernails, like if you let's say that you, oh, I am like me, saved all of your fingernail clippings in a bag, and then someone came into your house and set fire to that bag, so you wouldn't be like, "That's Ew, why that beanbag chair was so uncomfortable." <laughs> Are you trying to say that teeth are made out of keratin and not bone? Yes. Huh. That is precisely what I am trying to say. And hot stuff, I'll have you know, I am a doctor now. <laughs> from Graduated from Harvard College, Yale. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, can you imagine it, has been a really, it has been a really exciting week for uh, teeth stories. What? Sorry, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you know, because like your, your fingernails get a little like, you know, if you like, if you get them wet after long enough they get kind of soft can you imagine if your like teeth kind of got soft if you oh. if you ate too much soup <laughs> yeah. oh man it's so oh. wrong oh no <laughs> oh my nightmares <laughs> okay i'm done i'm done now you can you can man what if uh what if uh, uh. you opened your mouth and looked at yourself in the mirror and instead of uh, your teeth what you saw sticking out of each of your tooth sockets was like a wrinkled ass finger <laughs> like that had been, wow. that had been underwater <laughs> for a long time stop it and then you were just like oh no and then and then uh, in your in your uh you're sort of like you make a fist you clench up in panic <laughs> and your entire your mouth teeth becomes clenched. a fist yeah <laughs> god you gotta stop it that's so and just so have wrong. them replaced with bullets <sighs> you know like in the movie you could you could you could shoot so many guns at the same time <laughs> yeah, if just every one of your teeth was a yeah! finger Oh, that's true. You'd need small guns so that they could all fit, you know, in a row in front of your face so that all those fingers could reach them. Ah, guys, it's been a really exciting week here at the uh, Asymmetric Publications <laughs> Home Office in Phoenix. Yes. Tell us why. Uh, we've been working on uh, the uh, the the programmer uh, who we're uh, I, I think pretty much definitely going to work with at this point on uh, on West of Loathing is out here and we are doing the uh, we're building the actual game engine for West of Loathing. Nice. That's rad. 
he is as we speak he is down there with Wes the animator and they are making a dude walk around and like check out what happened like 15 minutes ago I walked down there and what happened was Victor the programmer said I don't know about this guy that you just gave me he looks kind of crunchy and anti-alias differently than the rest of the things in the scene (laughs) and I was like ah he noticed he noticed the things that I notice and hate and uh, figured out how to fix it and he was like Wes we need some MIP maps on this thing. And Wes said, oh, I turned them off. I thought we didn't want them. And he said, I would have thought so too, but apparently that's what fixes this. So anyway, anytime something looks bad, it's either because it needs MIP maps and doesn't have them, or it doesn't have MIP maps and needs them. <laughs> Just uh, isn't in that the same thing? Anything in life that looks bad. Yeah, it, it either has them and doesn't need them, or it doesn't need them and has them. Yeah. <laughs> One of those two options. Cool. What is a, what is a MIP map? Uh, so it is a, uh, it, my understanding of it is the, the engine generates a bunch of different versions of a texture or a sprite okay. to display at various screen sizes. Like when you so notice like a texture popping in, that diet is it moving sprite, from one MIP map to another because just scaling free them on the sprite. doesn't always look good. Yeah. Yeah. Lemon uh, lime sprite. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Diet sprite. Sprite, sprite yeah. zero. Sprite Zero yep. is what I use in my Tom Collinses. Okay. Oh, yeah? Because are you trying to make a Tom Collins with zero calories? Yeah, no, he, he wants to make sure that it's got all the MIP maps. <laughs> yes. Well, that's also important. Uh, a Tom <clears throat> yeah, you, Collins you, you is drink too that, <laughs> that will look bad if it doesn't have MIP maps. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Right. It would look bad if you got far away. It'd probably look fine up close. Anyway, uh, so basically at this point, what we've got is, uh, like, there's very little game in the thing yet, but what there is is the ability to, like, be a cowboy walking around in a scene that is constructed based on the game data that we have in our sort of web version of it. So this varies from the, like, scene test that we did because it's actual data that you have built. It's real. It is real game data, and I can move things around in our internal tools rather than (coughs) than just, like, faking it by placing a bunch of stuff into scene. I mean, no one has seen our scene tests. It's sort of of an unseen test. Okay. Uh, But uh, I, I think now... Rather than I was going to I was going to release a video like just a sort of a preview video, which was like, this is what the scene test for that we did for West of Loathing looks like. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just going to use this engine because it's basically the same thing. Only I have complete control over it. The one thing that I can't do yet is like move from scene to scene because none of the actual scripting is hooked up. Right. Um, You know, would would it be instructive to like show that and then the engine or is it do you think that they are? There's not enough different to make it interesting to a to a, a casual audience yeah i don't know i mean i i think there are there are some things that i don't like in the scene test that i do like in this and there's some things that i don't like in this that i do like in the scene test interesting. so uh, like and i but there the thing is in the in the actual engine there are all things that i can fix now okay um so you know i, I i'm gonna want to spend some time like you know making cool stuff we also we haven't really nailed down the camera for like interior scenes and we haven't even tried to start nailing down the camera and settings and stuff for like underground scenes and dealing with lighting but like is that going to be fundamentally different than exteriors yeah the camera is closer uh and needs to needs to be more constrained and you kind of uh, you need to do some stuff to make it feel like it's indoors like i think we've done a fairly good job of it so far interesting Um, well you know like for instance it needs walls which is something that the outdoors does not have right 
uh, except dividing buildings from it. Right. So um, is it like the sidewalls are the, the sidewalls are the big different thing, right? Cause like when you're walking in front of a building, that's like the back wall of a, of an interior space. Right? Uh, sort of. I mean, so it needs walls that extend all the way. It needs walls that you can't see the top of that. I think okay. is the, is the biggest difference. It needs, it needs what, like the camera needs to be positioned such that the walls extend all the way to the top of the view. You don't think they'll see the ceiling ever? No. Okay. Like the way that the camera works, I don't like. I don't think the vertical field of view would ever be enough that you would see the ceiling if it hmm. was there. Interesting. I don't think. I mean, maybe it's a we 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 got that into a shape that looks pretty good. Okay. Actually, that I'm that I'm pretty happy with. Like it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been really, really excited about the progress that we're making, and, and it's the only the only downside is that I'm not working on any of the other video games I'm supposed to be working on. So, <laughs> um, we got you but, covered. Uh, yeah. No, thank you guys. You you guys d- deployed that Tuesday update all on your lonesomes. That's right. Bam. Your your individual lonesomes. Your collective lonesomes. Burn burn the midnight oils. Anyway, I'm really excited to I'm really excited for you guys to see the work that we've gotten done this week and I'm really excited to keep working on this new thing because it's fucking cool. It's just like, hey, this is some art that I made and I'm running around in it like it's a fucking place, like it's a video game. Oh weird, you're <laughs> making actual virtual worlds. Do you feel oh, yeah. do you feel I powerful have. like a god? I, I feel powerful like Raph Coster. <laughs> he's kind of like a god. Yeah, yeah, he's a little I think a god had a beard. Right. Yeah. What if what if God was one of us, just Raph Coster, like one of us? Uh, w- uh, he was lamenting the other day on Twitter that he has not had time to finish his writing his poetry collection. Oh, huh. I see. Yeah. Yojimbo's Law says, Hey, uh, thoughts on increasing and or eliminating the maximum character limit on notes in your quest log as a Tuesday update? It's incredibly easy to generate 5,000 characters worth of important information that you want to be readily accessible, and I'd really rather not need to artificially expand the page by linking to a Google Doc. Same thing with profile quotes, but I can understand why you'd want that to be limited, what with it being public and potentially obnoxious. I mean, I guess we can make that bigger. It just needs to have a finite and sane limit, right? Cause yeah, and 5,000 seemed, 5, seemed finite. Yeah, who, who, you're never going to need more than 5,000 characters for anything. I would argue, though, that he not said. a lot of people need more than 5,000 characters in their quest log notes, because this is just notes to yourself. You could just you could tattoo them on your skin like the guy from Memento. You could just make 5,000 multis, and then you would have uh, 5,000 <laughs> squared characters available. Yeah. So 25 million? Sure. You have 25 million characters. You could write the great American novel and then copy and paste it hundreds of times. <laughs> the, these are all my multis. <clears throat> Every chapter of... <laughs> Uh, uh, oh wow! Atlas shrugged. Uh, Alice, Alice shrugged. Yes, thank you. Oh, Alice shrugged. Alice shrugged. <laughs> yeah, That'd be so some good. crossover fanfic. Yeah. Um, uh, Megusta La Pasta says, "I'm one of those suboptimal apes who makes off-class epic weapons for longer buffs, but I agree the old epic weapon recipes didn't make much sense. I think the game is better off divorcing off-class buffs from epic weapons, but it also removes an interesting choice from the game. Waste some turns and resources on cheaper buffs or don't. So why not an option like the Antique Accordion for saucepans and turtle totems? The Hermit could sell a battered saucepan and the Driftwood Totem for slightly longer buffs, and you could add a couple more antiques to Uncle P's. I'd spend a bit of meat for that. One last possibility is adding a few new recipes or drops, much like the oil pan available late in the game. Yeah, this is a thing that I, um... This was definitely the unintended consequence of that. Yeah, mm. it did not even occur to me. 
Yeah. Um, I forgot that people cared beyond just the like base level thing that they actually would potentially want to upgrade their off class casting stuff. Yeah, it is really surprising to me that that was ever worth it to anybody. I mean, I can I can definitely imagine it being worth it for somebody who's like sort of just mucking around, you know. But it's like seven. It's like seven turns of the buff instead of five. That's the thing that's so weird about it. Like, oh, it doesn't get up to ten. I thought it was ten for some reason. I don't think so. I'm I'm pretty sure. But I mean, of course, I obviously don't know anything. I think it might have been ten because I think the, I think fifteen was the like actual epic one, right? the final version or maybe not maybe uh, fuck it's did it get up to 20 ultimate. when we did the the ultimate one yeah i haven't looked at that stuff in so long that i don't remember it anymore ah hmm. uh, yeah sular the second says well no i should actually talk about this i guess um i don't really know what to <laughs> like i guess i can see the antique accordion is there because <coughs> without it, you wouldn't be able to cast those buffs at all, right? You can get five-turn off-class buff items, and the antique accordion is so that non-accordion thieves can get five turns for off-class accordion thief buffs, right? So doing what you want, like replacing this this option that you used to have that went away when the epic rep, epic weapon recipes went away is not bringing those things into parity with the accordions like getting rid of the recipes brought them into parity with accordions so i yeah i don't know i mean unless i'm misunderstanding the situation like i don't feel super inclined to to do anything about it although you know you are right that it would be cool if there were more saucepans and turtle totems in the game and also more things in that particular store yeah oh yeah but i mean i like i could see like doing a tuesday update where we put five saucepan drops on various cook monsters in the world right with just escalating buff turn counts just to magic them off of the off of those guys as opposed to stealing accordions from other monsters yeah you do probably Maybe you only get them if you are a saucerer, and then that solves this problem for yeah. everybody. <laughs> um, Sular the second says, I know you have enough people complaining at you about the puck man only being a potato and wanting it to also be a fairy or sombrero or something, but I have a request for a base behavior that I don't think would be overpowered, but I would still, but would still fit as a fun-oriented familiar, adding some ghoul whelp to it. And then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally reasonable. I still think... It, while it might seem because I haven't done it yet, like I'm not still thinking about improving the puck man, I think I'll probably do it on the 15th. Yeah, maybe, I feel like you tend we, to do it mid month. <clears throat> yeah, we, we definitely do that sometimes. And I just the reason that I haven't really been thinking about it is because I have been busy working on a new video game. And, you know, it's that exciting new video game smell <laughs> that I'm so excited about. There are some uh, there are some pretty good ideas from the community in that forum thread before it devolves into bullshit yeah, so, so like post three no i mean it's like the first i i don't know how many pages you or how many posts you see per page but like three or page three or four for me is where there were still a bunch of good good things going on mm. uh <coughs> let's see uh pig red is asking what the cold charter is going to be about uh, i'm not going to tell you because then it wouldn't be a surprise this the, the master 420 says the stuff yes. that i know about it is Pretty funny. I'm, I've been ex- that, yeah. that's the one that I've been excited for since the beginning. Honestly, 
Yeah. I mean, it definitely has like one really solid idea from a content perspective. Yeah. In it, and then one really racist idea that I probably can't do. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that. Um, Yefmaster420 says, I suck at introductions. Could you get rid of the level limit on the Cola Wars battlefield? It seems kind of pointless since other low level zones stay up, and getting this stupid hobo code thing is making me want to punch several puppies, especially yours. And if you don't have any, I'll send you some so I can punch them. But I wouldn't care if you, like, if you, like, <laughs> If you send me some puppies, they would be dead by the time they got here. And then yeah, if you showed up at my house to punch dead puppies, it wouldn't make me sad. Like, it would be equivalent to you just showing up and doing anything. Like, <laughs> what who if, the fuck are you and why are you at my house? What if we just so, introduced some gear that prevents you from getting stat gains? I, I, is that a serious suggestion? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I'm, I think I'm actually okay with that. Right, because that I think that would solve that problem without us having to remove the what i think is a cool restriction that it just that it's yeah just i also i also levels. very much like that the cola wars <clears throat> battlefield works that way specifically because it makes it unlike other things right like it is a zone it is a low level zone that is occasionally worth thinking and talking about explicitly because of the weird restriction yeah that's on it i mean i think that um, has made that particular the ultra rare that is found in and around there uh to be one of the rarest because it's just a zone that most people are not in like all the time, you know, like it doesn't have yeah. like people like that is one of the least adventured zones because of that. And that makes it interesting. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, but yeah, a thing that stops you from gaining. I mean, cause we just sort of have that now, right? We could just do minus a hundred percent to muscle stat gains yeah. and miss stat gains. And so it's like the opposite of a, of a washboard shield. Yep. Um, what would it be? Like, thematically, what would you wear to stop you from learning anything? Mm. A really tight headband? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. a, baseball, a baseball cap with some pornography taped to the underside of the bill. <laughs> You're just constantly distracted by it. Two eye patches. Um, okay. Uh, two iPads with pornography on them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Suspended, suspended in front of each of your eyes uh, via an elaborate system of harnesses and, and armatures, uh, so that you were just constantly immersed in a in stereographic porn. What about a like a, a hat that had one of those master? A, a hat that had one of those drinky birds on it, but on its beak was an ice pick, and it just like poked itself into your ear every so often. Uh, yeah! Wow. Just like a like a portable like mini Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like a set of headphones, and it's playing Iron Maiden while oh, while okay. you're on your own. Yeah, I mean, you know, so we're getting into like Harrison Bergeron territory, right? Like, right, sure. A thing that just plays loud cacophonous noises at you every time you start to think about anything yeah. other than how much you like television or whatever, right? An Oculus yeah. Rift that just plays the video for never going to give you up all the time. <laughs> okay. But somehow manages to also convince you that it's not going to be that next time. <laughs> it's occasionally Kennedy MTV's VJ saying, up next, and then listing another video, and then you get your hopes up. But then it's always just, it's always just never going to give you up again. And like, yeah. Guys, these are all really solid suggestions. Pretty good. Oh, and also Kennedy's naked. I, like, there's got to be some porn in here somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm only interested in pornography at this point in my career. 
Also, uh, West of Loathing is going to get weird. I'm, <laughs> I'm warning you guys right now. It was funny when, when Wes was rigging up the skeletons, uh, not skeletons like in the killing a skeleton and getting a sweet sword, but like for, for animating, uh, the, the, the stick figure cowboy that I, that I gave him that he first made a spine and then he made this little thing that stuck out of the base of the spine, just out into, out into space. And I was like, oh, is that his invisible dick bone? And he was like, no, they actually need to have hips for some reason, even though the hips get positioned in the exact same spot as the crotch. <laughs> it's pretty good. He does. He did this weird <laughs> thing where the where the, the guy's spine is a spline. Uh, and I guess a spline is like a, a segmented bone uh, or something. I don't know. Apparently, like this is like a one a one or two dimensional spline. But yeah. what it does is it makes it so it. If he like grabs the guy's head and sort of yanks it forward, his back bends kind of convincingly. Huh. Like he can just grab he can grab parts of the guy and drag them around, and the rest of the body kind of does what it would do. That's crazy. I've never seen yeah. that kind of tech on a stick figure. It's super neat. I mean, and apparently that's just how skeletal animations work. In in it's a part of it is he's using this like third party animation tool that was that was pretty highly recommended to us. Hmm. But um, yeah, so. Anyway, it was neat. We have we have splines. I think there's yeah. probably a there is probably a time during which our splines are being <clears throat> reticulated. Yes. Wow. Yeah. We should make also, sure to call of, that out uh, whenever that happens. Instead of Indians, uh, our game ha- pits you against the bungling empire. <laughs> um, that's a joke about Will Wright. <laughs> Mr. Theft says, There are currently a lot of ultra-rare items in the game, and some people obtain one within a few months of playing. However, they sometimes don't realize they're so sought after. Do you think that in the future you'll add something to that item description that says ultra-rare or something along those lines? That's a good question, I guess. So, yeah, that's the question of, is is it harmful for somebody to not know the value of something that they acquire? I think it would be exciting for them to acquire something... (coughs) And very and be very explicit about the value that it has. I mean, I do wish that KOL had the notion of just global item quality, like mm-hmm. a like the colored names yeah. or whatever. Yeah, in World of Warcraft, purple drops. Yep. Uh, what I don't want to do is go f- toggle that data for eight thousand items. Oh, you mean like actual, uh, like actually, the, like have a a gradient of rarity that we actually display and, and and like enforce yeah and i mean yeah i don't yeah. i wouldn't even I, know like how would, that would what that would mean a lot of it we would just be making up yeah you know? it's because it's like it that you can kind of de- like you can sort of determine the things that i think of as important enough to be like blue uh in in world of warcraft terms by the fact that i will make them non-discardable right right so like you know Dry noodles would probably be blue if I were making them today. So that you know that that's because like something that's limited like that, right? Like that's a way of being precious. Huh. Interesting. Because um, that be- is a that is a finite resource sort of, but it's a yep. it, it. There are a lot of them. Yeah, but the there world. are a lot now because the game yeah. has been around for so long. It would be funny to grade <clears throat> items on three axes for like rarity quality and auto sell value 
I was gonna say hilarity would be well, the it's easier to judge for mechanicalness, I guess, the auto value, but then or or hilarity, and then have those each one be on a scale of zero to two hundred and fifty five, and then you print the name of that item in whatever color that RGB value turns out to be. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so like sometimes purple. it's white. Purple items are like super rare and sell for a lot, but uh, but uh, what was the third one? Um, quality. Aren't very funny. Quali- quality <laughs> <Okay>. or funny? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. So yeah, green is the green is the funniest. Because um, and if something solid. that was like uh, this item is so awesome that its name is just white, so you yeah. can't read it. <laughs> like the best possible item would be the least visible possible item, <laughs> like the invisible hamster. <laughs> yeah. Shemu says, "Evening, Jeff stuff. Here's a question for you: Will you continue to release content-based items of the month, like charters, even after the five elements are done? If you do, will they continue the charter theming or go elsewhere?" I suspect yes that we will keep doing those, and I suspect that yes they will maybe not continue the the charter theme, okay. because those are definite. Like the charters are definitely about airplanes, and the airplanes are definitely what is in the airport, and the airport is definitely the elemental airport. So. If they're not elemental, they're not specifically elemental anymore. Man, I saw a a an animated jife of uh of how Boston like uh like how they did their landfill over the you know the two hundred years uh, that they've been doing that, and it is like the back bay, which is where I lived for a while, actually was the back bay. Like it was this big expanse of water that they just co- like you know filled in with dirt. The Charles River was like more of a, of a like sort of I don't know big expanse of water, and Boston started out as this kind of almost island in the middle of a, a bunch of water, and then it they just filled in all the land around it. It's really interesting. Uh, I think I was the reason that I said that was because of the airport that you were talking about, and how Logan Airport is this giant like landfilled uh, section outside of Boston. That do you think that? pilots uh complain about having to do logan runs uh, what? uh yes I, I bet they do especially uh when they are getting close to 30 years old a32555 <coughs> says is the time twitching tower ever coming back yeah yeah someday someday this summer let's say it's coming back in the summer Sarcasmage says, how about having the American random monsters drop stars and stripes? I mean, lines. That's kind of funny, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. But but I don't th- like if I could figure out a way to. And I, and I bet I could. I just don't know if I want to. <laughs> um, the the way that we did the pixelated monsters was really exciting to me as a tech sort of like being able to just parse image data and make new images out of pieces on the fly is interesting and it makes me kind of wonder if we couldn't figure out how to do a something that's actually stars and lines something that's actually stars and lines wow yeah like if you imagined it, like they would they would all have to be pretty short lines but like imagine a grid that works like pixels except that every 
other row and column is a dot and then all of the other all of the other cells are just lines between the two dots that they're between okay you know what i mean yeah then then place the dots based on where there is image data and then put lines between all of the dots where they exist I don't know if that would actually look any good. I don't think so, but I'm curious. If you could yeah, I mean, do it on a hex map instead of squares, or like a triangle map, that might be better. I mean, it would be a lot of, there would be a lot of just like honeycomb looking bullshit, right? And also, yeah. it's possible that I'm, this grid that I'm imagining can't exist. <laughs> like... <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, It would be interesting to do something like that. It's... Man, this path was fun, as it turned out, like, to... Just, just from the have. from the the development side? Yeah, yeah. Glebe says, is it possible to do a zero or negative fun run? Uh, it is not. You can't, you can't have a not... You can't... Uh, you can't have yeah, at least a, a fun little run fun. is always fun. That's why they call it that. <laughs> the negative fun run is just through a gauntlet of dudes kicking you in the balls. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, says Sparks. It's been a while since the fairy worn boots was a store item. Any clues or hints on what the weird flavor effect from the strange paste does? Also, I'm loving the cartouche puzzle from the Ed Hat. Keep up the great work. You know, I don't remember what it does. I also do not remember. I don't think I ever knew. Uh, Ungawa says, I'm curious why the cursed modifier doesn't appear on any monster that has more than one modifier, making it so we never get a cursed if wearing any dice gear. Having done a few runs facing monsters with eight modifiers, uh, I'd like to do one with nine, which currently means smashing five plus pieces of dice gear into powdered dice. If curse were still available while wearing dice gear and added ten turns to any existing curse of randomness, it would be possible to do a nine modifier run without worrying about a handful of lead-in runs. Well, you're right, but I don't necessarily want you to do that. Um, And also, that's not the only way to do it without powdered dice necessarily like maybe doing the entire run the, cursed was there to to convince or to show people on their first one crazy random summer run that it was possible to run more than one modifier and that the modifiers interacted in funny ways and i didn't want it to be basically guaranteed like with eight modifiers cursed will come up so often that you will almost always have that effect and that's not what it's for like you're just not meant to have cursed all the time like that and so that's that's why I did it that way um, there are some other ones that only come up if they're the only modifier because they don't play nicely with other visual effects and stuff but like yeah, anyway uh, Derek Han says, Radio Voices, thanks again for the podcast and letting us get a weekly listen into the world of KOL development. There are always interesting bits to be found. For example, in listening to a mid-2014 podcast, I stumbled upon the fact that the Jewel-Eyed Wizard Hat offers passive buff assistance in Aftercore. Having been gone for four plus years, I had not noticed this, but appreciate it as another wonderful aspect of this stupid, complicated game. Some comments. <laughs> One, as someone who falls closer to Diamond Speedish on the gameplay spectrum, just let me say I would support wholeheartedly the overhaul of semi-rares and clovers into a modified or new mechanic. Okay, thank you for that data point. Uh, two, along those lines, a world event to herald that change. I previously left the game around the time of the Rock Monster event. Oh, right, because you were so pissed off because the Rock Monster event was so <coughs> terrible, right? <laughs> uh, and I came back after all the Twitch Towers. I'm longing for those types of events with fond memories of events like the Observatory. Uh, three, any preview hints as to what the fall path might be shaping up to be? Boy, right now it's shaping up to be not a goddamn thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't 
I don't think I have any idea at all for the fall path at this point. I should make Riff do that. No. Uh, four, you can make a hint about the Ed puzzle similar to the hint you made for the ocean event regarding the strange tiki idol. Just a thought. That was the hint Riff made, right? That I think that circuit diagram. Yeah. yeah. The giant circuit diagram. That wasn't yeah, a very I, good puzzle in the first place. The circuit diagram was a better puzzle than the puzzle it was meant to be a hint for. Well, right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vernacio says, hey guys, I love the new familiar. It's super fun and I enjoy collecting yellow pixels when I'm not required to use another familiar. Required. Uh, I played Crack Rocks the Barbarian a while back and I wanted to ask, did KOL take inspiration from that game or was it the other way around? I mean, I made Crack Rocks like a year before I started working on KOL. And it was definitely (coughs) like, I'm like, oh, I could just make a game with art that I drew and scanned. Like, so. And I think some of the Items. Some of the early KOL items are actually are just, from Cracker. Like the they're actually just sprites weed. from Crackers. Yeah. yeah, the Moxie weed, the um, little wooden, the wooden figurine. Okay. Okay. Is uh, the Seal Clubbing Club is still? Or did you eventually replace maybe, that Maybe I think maybe the there is a like the Bug Finder Blade is one of those. Right. Is the was the Emerald Ampersand? <laughs> or what? What was that called? What was the thing that you were looking for? I think it was the emerald ampersand, yeah, because okay. the you you in in Jungle Raoul two the <laughs> search for the sapphire ampersand, uh, <laughs> you got the sapphire ampersand, and I and I like I remember thinking like oh, I'll make a bunch of games and I will the the central conceit of these games is that like the engine that generates reality as we know it is propped up on all of these bejeweled ampersands <laughs> and. <laughs> They're like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, there, there was, a, there was like a cross, there was a cross game fiction. That's cool. Yeah, but I didn't ever make any other games where the end goal was to acquire a bejeweled ampersand or just an ampersand made out of jewels. You're making it a game like, right now. Hmm? You're making a game right now. You have, you have the power in your hand. That's true. That's true. West of Loathing, the 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 legend of Curly's gold ampersand. <laughs> I still, we have to put the legend of Curly's meat in. <laughs> like. Uh, Joy says, can we have a way to banish a monster modifier? I would banish the hell out of annoying monsters as they kill me every time. No, that's goofy. Elevator says, not a question, but a follow-up from last week. Early Genesis with Peter Gabriel was prog rock, and noted Texas history buff Phil Collins was in the band, but not the face of it until Gabriel left. And I think all the bands Zach listed aren't considered prog rock, lulz. Yeah, which he's right. <laughs> I was wrong about what prog rock was. It's like Genesis, Pink Floyd, King Crimson, etc. I thoroughly suggest Selling England by the Pound by Genesis as a great example of the genre. After years of listening to the podcast, I never would have guessed that my first write-in would be about fucking prog rock. <laughs> anyway, love the show and love you guys. Holla. Yeah, no, that's pretty, pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what kind of rock I was thinking of. Not Pink Floyd. So I feel like prog rock must just be like boring, <clears throat> like Rush and Pink Floyd. Although I've liked all the King Crimson I've heard. Ferris says, would you consider selling album sets of your podcast marketed as a compilation of discussions between a game user base and its developers? It really oh is quite God. intriguing. Thanks, Derek. I don't know that it would track. What would I mean? Who? It's available for free. Who would pay for well, it? Well, presumably I, we'd boil it down to best of. Ah, God, that sounds that like the worst job for anyone forever. ever. Yeah. Yeah. 
And like anybody, anybody that we hired to do it would quit when they realized what an asshole I was ten years ago. <laughs> well, we could just do what what I suggested to uh, to Idle Thumbs when they had the big their big anniversary recently is put out a show that just contain that is just concatenated the middle thirty seconds of every previous episode. <laughs> huh. Without any kind of editing to. Right, just, about, like, just you just snip the th- middle thirty seconds out and jam them all together. Huh, that's pretty good. Uh, Stupid sexy Flanders says, "Is it possible to make free polls exempt from standard? They're specifically chosen to not have ascension relevance." And someone in chat was said they couldn't wear their actual reality goggles. I'd like to be able to times arrow people as well. It was a cool heart vector. You know, I am not opposed to that. Like selectively making things not standard restricted how do you feel about that hot stuff i thought you were distinctly against that i thought you were specifically against selectively like i am whitelisting for gameplay reasons i'm against selectively doing it for <laughs> gameplay reasons but for things that are just harmless heart vector stuff hmm. i feel totally okay about it yeah i, I, I wouldn't just say anything that's a free pull is also standard immune right but because well, that that includes a bunch of like old familiars. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, I mean, familiar larva, right? Like, <coughs> sure. <clears throat> uh, Schlorp says now that everyone has gotten used to standard restrictions for no path runs, would you ever consider making it possible for players in Valhalla to choose to have standard restrictions enforced on dietary paths too? unrestricted HCO just doesn't seem as challenging anymore with all the power creep from both new and old items of the month. And it would be nice to be able to play the game in the style that you guys are designing for only with the familiar old path restrictions as well. Hey, guys, I just had an idea for the fall path. <laughs> Teetotaler. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be a content path. Yeah, it is. Okay. Think about how much more content you'll see if you don't drink. Huh. F says, Riff, hey, has moving out of the unforgiving desert into the land of hipsters and rain affected your work in any way? Also, name one thing you miss about Arizona. Oh. Huh. I lost lost the other half of that question. Oh, Uh, also, name one thing you miss about Arizona. uh, Could you repeat the question? Because I think both of us missed the middle 50% 50% uh, of it. No, because I archived it. He wanted to know how <laughs> moving to uh, Portland has affected your work. I want to know how to scroll on a Mac laptop. How has it Right, it's dragging dragging two fingers down. I, I will answer it for you, Riff, because you are, apparently it has rendered you deaf. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. I, what, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. I, I, would, I would say that Riff has been in good spirits uh, yeah. since the yeah. move, but yeah. that's just I would say an that external... You know, I would say that Riff's work has been pretty pumped. The prolific weather's been and really good, good. And I've been, I started instead of like just getting out of bed whenever, and which results in frequently getting out of bed at six in the afternoon. <laughs> I started waking, I started getting myself out of bed at 10 o'clock every morning and then going for a walk around the park for an hour. And that's, that's definitely improved my. I don't know my uh, your constitution, my, my drive. right? It's a constitutional. Yes, my constitution, my my drive, <laughs> my awakeness. Going for a walk has improved your drive. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> hmm. And if you pull off his wings, does it make him a walk? <laughs> um. Uh, what was what was the, the what what do I miss about Arizona? name? Yeah, name one name one thing you miss about Arizona. 
Hmm. Oh, air conditioning. My apartment does not have air conditioning. Oh, and I don't. I don't. It's it's a basement apartment, so it doesn't get. So it's not as bad as it would be living in a house with no air conditioning because it's relatively cool, but it does get muggy down here, and we're getting into the hot part of the season. Uh, and I don't have a lot of experience using fans, so I don't really know like. <laughs> should I have the windows shut and run the fans, or should I have the windows open with the fan in the window, or should I have the fan blowing out the window? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to efficiently cool a room. With Zach's got fans. some advice in this field. Oh yeah, what? yeah. Do I? Yeah, you you have used a fan to cool yourself in san francisco oh yeah okay here's what i did uh i i made a sort of assembly out of cut up uh grocery bags Uh and uh and put a fan like basically turned a fan into kind of an air cannon by just by narrowing the flow of the air and then uh put a bunch of ziploc bags filled with water in the freezer and then Put a plate inside the air cannon and then put all the pile up bags of ice on that and then stand in front of it and just be pissed off that your fucking apartment doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> oh, that sounds on the, like, good. <laughs> the like one week, a, one week a year when it's hot enough there that you need it, which maybe I'm missing that week by being in Arizona where it's just regular god awful yeah, hot. Yeah, you just can't. Hey, and when I got here, at least anyway. my air conditioner was broken. Oh. Was or was not? Yeah. It was, oh, but I got god. it fixed. It, it, don't worry, it's fixed, and it'll be you'll be fine by September when you come back. No, here. no, I'm Man. just I'm just sad for you. I hate I hate mm. like the idea of having to stay inside when it's gross and hot. It was actually fine. Like we were still working. I mean, the upstairs air conditioner worked, so it doesn't get like intolerable down oh, okay. there. So we were working downstairs, and it was fine. Yeah. But also, it's been all rainy and stuff. It's been. <coughs> You know, the one thing that I miss the most about Arizona is the steam room that I have. And now it's on the fritz. Oh, so no. I don't even, that's it. I'm moving back to San Francisco forever. Wow. <laughs> uh, just, Cornish just pasty company. Over. Yeah, I ate there the other night. I was thinking about you. I had a, I had a Cajun chicken pasty Aww. in your honor. I appreciate that. Do you want me to bring you back some pasties? Ah, oh, man. I don't know. That sounds appealing, but. I mean, I, it's fine. I mean, I'll I'll be there in September and I'll eat my fill. So I totally don't mind bringing you some. Mm. Mm. I can ask uh, I can ask Pantsless for advice. He exports a lot of those pants. That's true. <laughs> Captain Spam says so. With this decreasing relevance after the recent epic weapon revamping, does this mean that after twelve years we can have a world event where we can finally really kill the hermit? Hmm. It's weird. Like I feel weird getting rid of the hermit, but I would like to get rid of the hermit. Uh, he's such you a like, you don't like he's him. Such a part of history. Yeah, would be sad. I, and I, so I and that's so that's why I would prefer to come up with something for him to be good for, as opposed to just okay. like a weird, confusing a hermit, thing. Hermit. It's just too good to get rid of. Yeah. Oh, there's. I bet we can. There's our fall path. The fall path is you get to be the hermit, and you don't actually adventure anywhere. Just adventurers come and sell you things that that they have adventured for, and it's and it's a shopkeeper sim. <laughs> wow, that would be quite the departure. <laughs> it would also probably be completely impossible. You have to, but you what, okay. Wow, well, you have to manipulate the adventurers by 
what you sell them. Mm-hmm. Like what the, they bring you things like okay. they, they're just bringing you trinkets, but then you have to like choose what to give to each adventurer in the hopes of like getting them to go off on particular quests so that you can ultimately be responsible for the downfall of the naughty sorceress. And it's I, a- I do not hate this idea. <laughs> actually. Well, you're, you're welcome to it. I have no idea how it would be implemented. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Riff. I mean, technically, you signed a piece of paper that says I own it, whether you, whether you decide I'm welcome to it or not. But it's just um, uh, Gray Malkin says, hey, guys, you talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast, and I feel like uh, many of the good ideas inevitably get lost. Thus, a thing, a list of things you've talked about before. One, please add Nasir's image back to the non-com in which you meet him. Two, please make it show you how many wheels and ratchets you have in the wheel slash ratchet interface. Three, mini dungeons under the legendary statues that give a key for the tower. Four, drunk dungeon, drungeon creation, possibly live streamed. Five, frog breathing dragon. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> frog breathing dragon? Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Did we really come up with that idea? Yeah, no, that yeah, was what, every classic. time somebody talks about how there's no dragons in the game, I always say like, yeah, I, I did at one point want to put a frog breathing dragon somewhere, but... That was, that's so good yeah i mean yeah I, I i don't know i was pretty i was pretty happy with that idea nine ten eleven years ago when i had it and we just haven't really worked it out i still really do want to do the drungeon yeah i think that would be good <laughs> you know and we'd have to stream the entire thing and it'd be it'd be weird because i would like for all of us including cd moyer to be in the same room yeah. when we're doing it yeah and so what if we do it up in portland yeah, yeah. In, or, or we I don't could know. do it around KOLCon. Around KOLCon, yeah. Okay. Streaming it would be difficult if we were just like in a you know not space that we have good internet. We could figure something out. They might let yeah. us do it at like Panic or something. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I like all of these. I really do like the mini dungeon thing. I I wonder if I I should just. Uh, Set up some brainstorming threads for that. Um, Baron von Bick Penlord says, I'm still enjoying your game, gentlemen, and for that you have my gratitude. Said by the friar, ah, inside the palindome, I have a number of species that thrive in outdoor environments. Shouldn't the palindome be an interior location? Look, we've been through this. <laughs> it is an interior location that is large enough to have weather and it has a sun. It's like it. one of those so, Japanese indoor golf courses. Yeah, it counts as outdoors because you can get a tan there yeah like a dyson sphere would still be outside and it's like one of those Nethermain says are you planning on making your previously thought up changes to Puckman? i would certainly buy one if you did keep up the great work with kol yeah 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 yeah. i like the idea of adding the the ghoul well functionality to it yeah i mean that's fine because it's, I, it's like, a thing that eats things so like right yeah, um, there's other people like suggesting, uh, who is it? Like Yojimbo's Law is suggesting making it a Kokobo uh, huh. and skipping the meat dropping part of the Kokobo. He points out that we haven't done a Kokobo familiar of the month since 2010. Well, people are hungry for it. We'll do a, fami- we'll do a, let's do a familiar of the month that's just a Kokobo. Hmm. RNG He Hate Me says, Hey, y'all, can you spoil if there are further revamps of the Nemesis quest in the hopper? If so, are there more factoids on the way? If so, I will likely hold off on the unknown class name factoids for now so I can do the complete Nemesis quest once it's in production. Thanks. Does anything about what (coughs) you have planned in the future add any more bosses? Not more bosses, but there are more uh, 
you know, the new re- monsters. regular level enemies. Yeah. Okay. So there, so, so I mean, there would be yes, more factoids. But I mean, I like they're definitely these things are definitely going to happen. But I don't. I would not like super hold my breath. Yeah, it's not going to be soon, it, right? I like, think. you can just play like you normally would. Um, well, if somebody doesn't says, normally do the Nemesis, I guess the question is, if they don't normally do the Nemesis quests, should they do them now or should they hold off? And I think they probably should hold off. Cause, <clears throat> well, surely, surely they could do two of them, right? Because, I mean, you basically have to do three runs with every class to get the factoids for this new boss, right? So Sure, but if they... If, okay, I see. They that's why do, you're asking about bosses. They could do two of them, yeah. And then, like, just getting access to the quest would be enough to get factoids from regular monsters. Yeah, but I mean, if we just happen to add something that has a boss flag or something. Yeah. No, you're right. Or if we or if we happen to add something that you can only fight so many of and they get unlucky, like Yeah, you're right. I mean, I just Yeah. Glebe says, "How many potatoes does it take to make a Mr. Store item popular?" 0. <laughs> Uh, Glebe says, you said last week you want to make another charter before summer is over. Why do you want to crank out all five elemental charters so quickly? Are you planning on making more Mr. Zones once all five elements are out? Yeah, and I mean, I don't want these charters to be spread out in standard restriction over three years. Like, if I'd been thinking I would have done them all in one year. That would have been a rough year. It would have really been. Yeah, it really That would have been too much for people, too, I think. Um Uh, guys, I'm getting pretty hungry. Okay. So, I think I am I am in the middle of trying to fight off the sickness that has so debilitated you. Oh, God, it is Although, awful. You know, Melissa and I both have it, and it is just awful. It is no fun at, at our home right now. Just I'm just having a real low-grade chest cold. Did you have a sore throat for a while? That's how it I did not. started with both of us. So maybe you have a completely different malady. Maybe I have a different sickness. Yeah, that's, yeah. Cool. Well, good. I anticipate feeling better almost immediately and never being sick again. Ever. <laughs> That's an excellent um, an- anticipation. Guys, thanks for doing a Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks for listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Make a hamburger out of farts. Have a great week, everybody. Don't get sick. <laughs> <laughs>